0: So welcome back to That's What I'm Talking About, Drug Middle-Earth History, the show that I uh, started because I wasn't able to do my Star Wars podcast because of some strikes, but at the time of recording this, it looks like the strikes are over, so yay! This is actually potentially the last episode of this. sad awe, but not so sad. Today, we're joined by Adil Rufai. Adol, welcome.
1: Glug, glug, glug. Drinks, thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> I am very happy that you agreed to this very stupid... Uh, request where essentially I ask people to come on and it's a reverse it's a reverse drunk history where usually on the show the host uh, invites people on to talk um, and he listens and I make the opposite happen
1: (laughs) Uh, stupid was the key or whatever you said stupid silly that's my wheelhouse baby so any podcast every podcast as long as we're not taking ourselves too serious i'm happy to be
0: there. that's um my that's been my motto honestly for um podcasting in the tolkien realm for over oh god over four years now um there's too many people out there who take themselves too seriously and i endeavor to not be any of those people
1: and yeah i'm guessing there's a lot of i want to say they're probably called tolkienites um, Would eat you alive if you make one misstep So the best thing to do is just make several missteps And just not and stop caring and hope they move on
0: Yeah, that's a great philosophy to have about life in general um, I like the word Tolkienite It sounds like a um, like a space rock or a space yes. mineral or something
1: <laughs> Would you believe this sword is made from Tolkienite? Uh, I had recently, I was on a uh, trip and somebody was, I overheard a conversation between two people from Canada. And the guy was like, oh, uh, where are you from? And the woman goes, I'm a Calgarian. And my, I like sat up and like was like, bah, like I did a double take. And I was like, Calgarian? That's what alien race? Like, is this, what's, <laughs> did I just make a discovery? And then I'm like, oh, that's what you call someone from Calgary. But it just sounds oh, so. it does
0: sound cool. Yeah. There,
1: There's all these authors who are bending over backwards to be like, The Chlormodorps took the farf and it's like Calgarians was right there. Like that's a that's a good one.
0: That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and then um and then you have you know people like J.R.R. Tolkien who named the evil mountain Mount Doom. Um, Yeah. So
1: right on the nose. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's a lot of ways that you can go in making those fantasy (laughs) names, and uh, I think we've learned that you don't have to try too hard, you know.
1: Yeah, and I do. I I can't tell if he was at the end of his rope or if if it was his first inspiration. Because there's characters like you know uh, the 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 different unique um, uh, mouthful of names that Tolkien created. But then you have good old Tommy B, Tom Bombadil. Like that's just mm. I don't know if that was like his first one and then it got more complex, or if it was like he was just out of names. He was like just fucking Tom Tom, like, Tom. Bombadil. Can I just can I get away with Tom? I
0: believe not to do the thing that. A lot of Tolkien creators, a lot of Tol- Tolkienites do where you, Thank you bring up something simple and then it's like, well, actually, I have a complex a- answer for that because in the yeah. world of Tolkien, everything has a complex answer. Um, but I believe the name Tom Bombadil came from one of his kids' toys and he turned wow. it into a character.
1: Oh, well, that's cool, so Do you know what type of... It's like a weird British toy? Like, instead of the pinball they have was, like, that's eh, yeah. Tommy.
0: <laughs> yeah, can
1: you imagine if the Barbie movie was but Bar- yeah it's barbie and tom bombadil <laughs> and tom and tom bombadil so barbie's barbie and tom bombadil's like a god basically he's a shapeshifting god <laughs> but i like to think that he had like there's i know they found his manuscripts and i think that's where the similarian comes from i don't know if i'm saying that right i don't you care. said it right enough um, but i'm curious if there's like you know in the footnotes he's like gary magic and then gary magic came to town and then he's like, oh, no! I, I, two books in. This is going to get weird. Like, I I hope there's a whole list of names that he was maybe too scared. Workshopping.
0: To use. Um, yes, I believe. Um, I think Frodo's name originally was something like Bungo.
1: Oh, oh, we could have had. We could have had Bungo. Uh, I
0: believe it's the name of one of his like distant relatives. But I think that was like potentially like the name of like Frodo's character." Okay. Um, and it's like a Marx brother. <laughs> and uh Aragorn um uh was originally a like Hobbit like character named Trotter. Hmm. So sure, yeah, Trotter's
1: evocative. He uh, a traveler, someone who, you know, it's no strider along.
0: though. Strider's yeah. definitely way cooler. Uh, Strider's way
1: cooler. And I guess Trotter, I mean, tr- having the trots, I think that's code for diarrhea. <laughs> so maybe maybe not. Yeah, you're okay. It 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 turned out. It turned yeah. out okay.
0: I'm interested. Um, they did, I think, just recently uh released I don't know if it's that they found more letters or that like more were like there were edits added or something, but there was, I think very recently a new edition of like letters from to- like J.R.R. Tolkien's letters or something was published. Yeah. Um. So I've never delved into that because it seems like there's, sometimes I just want to have fun and imagine yes. with this world yeah, and yeah. I don't need an answer for
1: everything, you know? Yeah, I, I, agreed. And I think it's also opening a can of worms to, you know, if you're like, oh, let me, I'm going to take a deep dive into his letters and his, personal correspondence and then he's like uh dear martha uh, that's not that's southern he's he's not southern <laughs> well we'll we'll stick with it uh, dear martha uh regret to inform you that i now hate people from this region of the country like you today know, it's
0: like... i kicked 12 puppies yes. <laughs> and then i laughed at the orphans <laughs> on the side of the road
1: <laughs> i ate a baby like all uh, my love he, to like...
0: all my love to charles <laughs> um yeah i say uh, every day i'm glad tolkien's dead and that he's not yeah. on Twitter and I don't have to apologize or defend egregious mistakes that he has made. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm going on to the most unproblematic piece of work in fandom next, which is Star Wars. Um, nothing bad huh. happens there. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I reached out, I gave this list of like potential topics um that that we could discuss and talk about and what was it about the forging of the rings that that called to you as the one ring calls to frodo what about this topic where you're like that sounds fun let's talk about that
1: yes um well of all the topics this one ruled uh them all Boo. i think thank you so much uh thanks for having me uh and for the support <laughs> um i think there's just something inherently funny about this high, complex fantasy world, and then that there's this jewelry that comes into play, and it's like, all these men had these rings. And, like, we were swapping them out, and some were, like, kind of better than others, and we, you know, somebody had a secret ring. So it just, it's it's so funny to me that a lot of the mythology um, revolves around jewelry. I think Mm -hmm. that's very funny. So, um, and I think it was cool that back then, and probably in England, too, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, a lot more men uh, wore rings. I feel like unless it's a wedding ring you don't see nowadays, in, or unless you're like Johnny Depp or Jared Leto, you don't see a lot of rings at play um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the common common man, I believe.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's actually come full, full circle because I get targeted ads now um, because a lot of... <laughs> A lot of like companies and other like influencers and stuff, I think, just assume I am a man because obviously women can't talk about Lord of the Rings. Of course. Um, so I get a lot of targeted. I once got a message to um, do a, a brand deal with like a male genitalia like grooming kit, and I was like, oh. "Well, I can't help you there." <laughs> I yeah. was like, "I respect, I respect the hustle, but."
1: <laughs> and just to be clear, I'm on here. You. I'm on this podcast to explain to you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I've been getting targeted ads for like ring companies that mm. are making like man rings. And a lot of them are named like the ring of Dur- like Elrond's ring. Um, huh. uh, oh, Fuck, what's the name? Gimli. It was like the ring of Gimli. And they're all these like inspired by like obviously like Tolkien, you know, characters like man rings. So we've yeah. really come full circle.
1: Uh, full circle uh, 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 Nature's ring uh, my, ah, even my, There we go Even my wedding ring uh, I love this It's a beautiful ring But my my wife got this for me uh, Who else And it's <laughs> It's like Aged bourbon barrel And then it's inlaid With deer antler And it's just so funny Of like I would I would just wear metal, but it's like <laughs> it's, this, something died so that you could prove you're married. Like it just seems so you're wearing pa- bones. pagan. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then meanwhile, and then yeah, yeah. These uh, the the rings that like the elves and dwarves and everything are carrying around are like super cool looking, and they have like pretty gems, and they're very like pretty. And I I, I bet like as a modern day like I don't know beauty standards they could very easily be adapted into like wedding rings you know yeah um yeah yeah. and then also i guess pretty cool too that this topic like the entirety of lord of the rings centers around a ring and Mm -hmm. so looking at like well what is this thing that caused all this trouble
1: (laughs) so like, much so much trouble. I I also love before I uh you, you reminded me of something which is I also love that each ring has like beautiful little poetry but it's hidden on the inside where it's like I don't want anybody to see my poetry, my little spell, my little <laughs> my little rhyme. It's on it's on the inside, right? Or is it on the outside?
0: Um you know I don't know and I don't know if that's true of all of the rings. It's mm. it, it is possible but uh yeah, the one ring I think it I think it appears on maybe the inside but it's like a hole at it's a whole last poem, and I don't know how it got inscribed in <laughs> in the ring. Uh, I don't know um, the, like, whatever dark language, but I guess maybe a lot of words and phrases can be, like, consolidated. <laughs> to, maybe like, it's a lot, of,
1: yeah, a lot of homonyms, so if you just keep repeating it, you can glean different meanings from yeah. it.
0: Yeah, or it's like um, that uh, scene from The Office where Kevin, like, skips words, and he's like, why use more more words when less words do good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, an 1800s telegraph language where it's like me make it home like caveman talk almost stop full stop. stop. I'm paying I'm paying per letter, so let's keep it short.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, question for you. This is a pop mm-hmm. quiz.
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: how many rings are there?
1: Okay, we have the one. I know. I know this part in the movie where they're like. <laughs> Blank rings to the elves. Blank rings to the dwarves. Couple. couple the important for the part is
0: uh, what is in those blanks. Yeah.
1: Yes. A uh, couple for the fellas, um, and then the one ring to rule them all. I'm gonna say uh, elves got five, dwarves got seven or eight, and the men men got ten, and then the one. So that's nineteen. What did I say? Twenty four. Twenty four total hours in a day. Close. It's twenty. Okay. Oh, nice. Now,
0: uh, to be fair, that is an answer that I also would not know off of the top of my head because I also kind of forget all the numbers every time. Um, yeah. And I know there's the nine for the men um, and then the one and then I kind of forget the rest. And then math is also hard sometimes, you know? Yes. So exactly. thank you. Um, But yeah, there are 23 for the elves, seven for the dwarves, nine for men and then one ring to rule them all. Um. So we have to go back or I guess another another pop quiz question for you. Do you know who created the rings?
1: Uh it had to be either De Beers, Zale's, or <laughs> I wanna say Jared's.
0: He went to Jared. Can you imagine <laughs> if Jared did a Lord of the Rings collaboration?
1: <laughs> Sauron spent six months salary. Is that how much it is? Three months salary? How much she's supposed to spend on a ring? Three months salary. He spent three months salary to build these beautiful rings. I do wish, Mary Clay, I do wish um, Sauron had spread it out a little bit. I think it would be way more fun and interesting of a story if it was like two to the elves, three to the dwarves, uh, six for the men. We got one to the hobbits. We got a couple for like bartenders. Two to the bartenders. Like really like the horses get one. Like it's the worst one, but horses get one. Like I think it would have been more fun to really spread it out and really because I think that sows more chaos uh, than just sticking to, you know, three different races.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely a limitation of of Tolkien and a limitation Mm. of Sauron, you know, by extension um, that they neglected to consider the horse lords.
1: Um, Consider the Horse. My favorite David Foster Wallace novel. Uh, (laughs) I guess it's more essays. I think the elves, I think I had seen Rings of Power. Um, I know I've seen Rings of Power, but I think in Rings of Power, I think the elves make at least some of the Mm rings.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that uh, I later learned that the way that they have gone about that in the show is very contentious um, because technically the elven rings were the last to be made. And in the show, Mm. they were the first. So, Why?
1: That's, that's so weird to be like, this is for the fans, and then be like, fuck the books, Because it's like a billion, isn't it like the most expensive TV show ever made or something?
0: Yeah, it's because uh, I, I believe, I don't know. I mean, I make, I'm absolutely making this up. But my personal belief is that, so Jeff Bezos is a Tolkien fan, unfortunately. Like, every yeah. fandom has one of them. <laughs> every fandom has a yeah. Jeff Bezos. Um and it's my personal belief that he is the most excited of all the properties or whatever that he can do that like he has personal stakes in this one. And so gotcha. okay. potentially it's like the favorite child of Amazon Prime Studios because Jeff Jeff is a fan. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's a very expensive show. Mm. And I don't understand. Uh, honest to God, I would have been fine if they canceled after season one, if it meant that we could get a complete season uh two of A League of Their Own, which was a
1: Oh, so good.
0: Such a good show and was cancelled in such a painful way. So I would have been fine to see Rings of Power go. But yeah, it's the most yeah, very expensive show and I believe they're slated for like for like four seasons, five seasons. Damn.
1: Must be nice. I do think there might be a nice compromise where at least if they could just cast Darcy Carden and Abby Jacobson in <laughs> in Rings of Power as like com as like I feel like the Lord of the Rings are very it's very serious. I feel like Rings of Time and also just here here's my if I may if I may take a stance and I, this Jeff, is Jeff, are you
0: listening? Are you listening?
1: Jeff, JB, put down put down X. Here's here's my hot take. I think so much fantasy would be better if they involved comedians. I watched. Some of wheel of time I watch rings of Power I watch you know all, all these different uh, properties if you just cast a comedian like get bi- fucking Bill Hader in there as an elf or something like I think <laughs> com- they're, go- they're gonna bring they're gonna bring so much warmth and I lot. just feel like so many of the, sh- the shows I watch the fantasy shows are just so cold and sterile mm-hmm. and it's like we're, we're fighting to defeat evil and I'm like if you if nobody's fucking fun and funny in this world. Just die. Like, who gives a shit? Like
0: What's the point of living in a world but dragons yeah, and swords and magic exactly. rings if no one is funny?
1: Yes, exactly. So it's like, uh, please lean, cast more comedians, put Abby Jacobson and Darcy Carden in this show. Um, who gives a shit that there's a Lebanese halfling? That shouldn't be your battle online. <laughs> <laughs> the casting should not be a, a, your your focus online. Who gives a shit? It's a, fan- it's a fantasy world. Let's all get involved. But... We need more comedy.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a great yeah. So much fantasy takes itself too seriously, and which is mm-hmm. so interesting because it's like the mo- it has the most potential to be fun. Yes, and it's so serious,
1: yeah. and so think, many
0: parts of it are so. This is a, the, I don't know if you've heard this phrase being thrown around the interwebs. Um, people have been saying "unserious" a lot lately. Um, sometimes fantasy is so unserious; it's not that big a deal.
1: Wait, I uh i don't i can't comprehend what's going on unserious (laughs) what is that so that means i
0: think it's meant i think it's meant to say like this thing that we're making out to be an insane deal it's not that serious y'all i see okay
1: i see so yeah i i assumed unserious meant uh more playful and jovial but in the context of most fantasy is unserious um... let's
0: see let's see what urban dictionary says
1: I think most fantasy is serious. I think Terry Pratchett got it right.
0: Uh, you know, that's the one that I just, oh, just, oh, unseri- an unserious guy is someone who lacks the ability to be serious.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So maybe lacking. Anyway. That sound like
1: an accusation towards me, but <laughs> no harm, no foul.
0: Yeah, Terry Pratchett's um one that I need to dive into next or at least experience some of that because yeah. that has come up so many times there like clearly like there are so many paths that like Lord of the Rings and like th- like as establishing the fantasy genre that like it branches off into and like I would love to explore more of that but also at the same time um, I don't care enough <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like fifty. I'm just books now getting around. So, yeah. Like I'm
0: just now getting around to Star Wars, so yeah. like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pick your pick your battles.
0: Yeah. So yes, yeah, Sauron is uh, the main person behind all of the Ring creations. So let's back up a bit. Um, and by back up a bit, I mean like two ages. Um, oh, yeah. At the end of the first age, there's this huge battle between the big baddie at the time. His name is Melkor. And Sauron is like his right hand man, and so there's this huge battle, and Melkor's defeated, and like shit happens, whatever. So Sauron flees into the east. I always have to do my compass, two directions. (laughs) I always have to do. um, I also have to hold my hands up uh, with L and R whenever someone says left and right. Um, I don't know if you share that problem, but I do. Um, I don't.
1: I don't yet. But, I'm willing to learn
0: yet that makes me feel old <laughs> wait,
1: why would you why do you emphasize me?
0: I shouldn't be I, I promise I'm not having mental issues at the age of ripe old age of twenty eight.
1: <laughs> I, I believe I believe, yeah, yeah, I trust you're fine.
0: um so uh, he goes off into the east and hides and bides his time and essentially builds up um. Him his powers and he starts building this fortress Baradur and what later becomes Mordor. And then he takes on the persona of Anatar, the Lord of Gifts. Um and supposedly this is I think this is supposed to be the the show has Halbrand, the really hot guy who Galadriel should have turned dark for, but you know, that's Ah. neither here nor there. Talk about the, the forgetting one your I books. should have turned dark for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah The one, we all have the one that got away. Mm-hmm. You've heard you've heard of that one. Now get ready for <laughs> the one I should have gone dark for. <laughs> so supposedly that's like the equivalent of Anatar in the show. It's this like human persona that he uses to like trick and like beguile people. And uh he befriends the elves and there are some leaders of the elves who are like not fooled at all and are like, this guy seems shady as hell. Do not trust him. But uh, it's not enough. And he still kind of like befriends the Elven Smiths and they're very impressed by like the knowledge that he has and the skills that he has. And eventually they create or they start creating. This is where like some of the timeline kind of, annoys me because there's a lack of detail it just says in the year 1500 the rings of power were started to be created and then it, by 1590 i believe they were finished
1: this is the, that's the first time i've ever in my life and i don't think you're wrong but I'm, i just want to call it like i sees it that's the first time i'm in my life i've ever heard somebody accuse tolkien of not giving enough enough detail,
0: detail. <laughs> um i guess that is true I guess that is true. Um, It's just like, it's annoying because it's like, but this is what the book is about. (laughs) Like, this this is what the book is about.
1: If you're going to write it, be clear about it.
0: Like what? So I I think my understanding is that they were working on creating just like general rings of power for many, many years. Um, And that several, like more than the 20 that are special, several were created. And then eventually like, These 20 rings or whatever were like singled out as being the cool ones. First, out so out of these rings that are created with the guidance of Sauron or rather Anatar are the come the dwarven rings and then I just I I wrote down men rings but that just sounds weird (laughs) but like it's Uh, the race of men, I think Mings, Mings, yeah. Um, good. it's those, um, it's your, uh, deer antler ring.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: you gotta use it to punch stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, diary. No, no, I have a journal. <laughs>
0: Did you just give me a thumbs up?
1: No, I think you gave a thumbs up. I literally up. My...
0: was not touching the zoom screen.
1: Oh, really? My arms are folded, so.
0: That, wait, what? Does it? I...
1: I think there's a new update where if you give a thumbs up and if you like wave, there's balloons or something. I've seen this uh, somewhere. Does it do it? Maybe not. Maybe now that I'm talking about it, it's not going to do it. But.
0: That's... I don't like the way that technology is moving. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the the Dwarven and the Mings were Thank created you. first. Then uh, there's a guy named Kela Brimpor, and he is... Um, an elven prince he's descended from this like very problematic dramatic line of elves um, that have an entire other history that actually i did a whole episode on a couple weeks ago so if anyone oh. wants to know about Celebrimbor's ancestry go back and listen to that um his father is kerufan who is a brother of feanor anyway um that's the it's sentences like that when i'm like that was gibberish.
1: Yes, it <laughs> and I truly, said it with such
0: confidence.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's get a Mark. Let's get a Josh in there.
0: <laughs> um, so he's an elven prince and a smith, and he also distrusted Anatar behind his back without his knowledge. He creates the elven rings, um, but he does it using the knowledge and the skills that Anatar taught them. So they do still have that like magical. Whatever power that that they have, Um, we do uh, have some knowledge about what the dwarven rings do. But other than that, and like the one ring can make you invisible, I have no clue what the rest of the rings like. What is their power?
1: And I don't. Oh, so each one has a different each ring. Obviously, the one ring. So the one ring turns you invisible and then rules the other rings. Is that
0: honestly the one ring turning you invisible is just uh it's kind of confusing because we're not sure if that's just for hobbits or yeah. if that's for all of the other previous like possessors of the ring.
1: Mary Clay, can I say since I got this ring on my finger, anytime I go to a bar, I'm invisible. As
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Anyway. Yeah. So the rings, we don't, I don't think it was meant for him to like assign a separate power to each of them. Like, like perhaps if Lord of the Rings were written today, I feel like an author would be like, oh, the dwarven rings can give you, you know, the power for wealth um, and the elven rings give you the power of wisdom. And, you know, but Tolkien, I don't think did that, which is why it's confusing that some of the rings like some of the rings do things and some of them don't. And I'm like, but why are the elven rings so special? It just says that like they are forged with this like binding magic and I'm like but what is that magic what does that mean like and that's the details that we don't get at least to my knowledge
1: that's something uh okay this is something that frustrates me when I watch the movies because I've I've read the books once and I've seen the movies 10 times whatever it frustrates me because because I don't understand the full capabilities of the ring I don't understand all its different ins and outs so there's moments where like I think Gandalf is tempted at one point of like oh yes I could wear the ring and he's like no 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 and I'm like why would you like I know the ring has this ability to like cajole or like tempt it's almost like the the um uh when you put a pie on a windowsill in Looney Tunes and the smell walks sure. over yeah the, uh, I'm it's familiar a be- it's a beckoning finger that lifts you off your feet I know it has that kind of power where it tempts you but I'm like does Gandalf need to be invisible? Like if, if, cause to me, that's the one power except for controlling other rings, but I don't, the other rings are gone or I, I don't know. I don't understand. So when even when Cate Blanchett's like, I could be instead of a, a you'd have a, a queen, queen of darkness. Yeah. And I'm
0: like, and that I'm sounds like, pretty good to me. Honestly. I'm like,
1: all that power, because you could turn invisible. Like I don't know. That's...
0: Yeah, I. Th- so I think with the One Ring, it's dangerous in the hands of people like Gandalf or Elrond or Galadriel, because then they would be able to control the rest of the races and.
1: Uh, the other races have their rings still at that point.
0: You know what? Good, co- good, good point. Because they, the dwarves, actually don't at that point.
1: Okay. So. But that's my thing. Is like I assume that the, all the rings were gone or or lost or whatever. I think it
0: would just. Uh, I think it would just mean that like Galadriel's dark Galadriel. But it's not like she has power. Pa- I keep forgetting that. That like the elves don't actually have like powers. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I don't know. Like Gandalf, I get because he's a wizard, and you don't like we see what a dark wizard is with Saruman.
1: It's almost like uh, give a mouse a cookie. Never give a wizard a ring. That's the one. <laughs> Do not, it's not, and I, I do feel like, to me, to my simple brain, you talk about like modern days if somebody works righteous today, my simpleton brain is like, do it like Captain Planet did. We got <laughs> Earth, we got wind, we got fire, heart, whatever that is, where it's like, now I get it. If Gandalf gets the water ring, boy oh boy, the tides come crashing down, you know, that I understand. But when it's this vague thing of like, you turn invisible, and then also, who else, who knows what else, it gives you great ideas, you know, I, I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of that idea, the three elven rings actually are of elements.
1: Wow. They're uh, they named, wow.
0: <laughs> they named Narya, the Ring of Fire.
1: Pretty close to Narnia.
0: Rilya, uh, or sorry, Vilya, the Ring of Air. And then mm-hmm. this one's my favorite. Um, the Ring of Water is called Ninya. And I like that one just because it sets up a really nice ninja business joke.
1: Yes. <laughs> Whose ring is that? Ninja business.
0: Ninja. Ninja what? Ninja business. <laughs> so Celebrimbor, uh, behind the back of Sauron, creates the three elven rings. Um, so that, my guess is just so that there are rings that he's not aware of that are like outside of his influence and control. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, shortly after that, Sauron, by himself in Mount Doom, creates the One Ring. And the goal of that is to have a dominion over uh, the rings that are owned by the dwarves and the men. Um, So by this time, Sauron had given uh, six of the rings to dwarves and nine of the rings to men. And when he creates the One Ring, it kind of like... I imagine... (laughs) So the three, the, the elves have their rings and I imagine they like light up like superhero rings when yeah. the one ring is created. And they're alerted basically that Sauron has betrayed them. They were, but they were all of them deceived. Is that part of the of the <sighs> oh, movie yes, prologue? Oh, yes, yes, yes,
1: yeah.
0: um, And so that tells, that triggers them to then hide the three rings. And then additionally, Celebrimbor gives uh one of the remaining rings to another dwarven lord
1: this is almost like i feel like i'm at a mormon wedding where it's like <laughs> 20, 20 rings one rules them all uh there's 19 others this is uh, no shade to brandon sanderson my apologies um this gets this is a lot of is brandon this sanderson is... mormon oh yeah oh no <laughs> And that's my theory. I did not know that. Do uh, do we know if he listens? (laughs) Because otherwise... Okay.
0: Brandon Sanderson, if you listen, I I will... You message me. I will delete all of this stuff. You come on the pod.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll say he's my favorite modern day fantasy author um, by far. But I will say um, my theory is that because he's Mormon, he probably has like 40 wives in a basement who are on typewriters just like tap 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 because he's he's the most prolific author it's besides, insane maybe even more than stephen king or at least neck and neck with stephen king i feel like he puts out 17 books a year and it's like meanwhile george R. R. martin uh is like i don't know this book will come out in another 30 years like sanderson is so prolific there there's something going on there
0: it's i'm glad i'm so glad you i'm so glad you're brave enough to finally speak yeah. out about this issue
1: and it's quality it's quality work
0: is it though is it see that I mean I've I've only what I, what read I've one read of have. his. Yeah. I've only read one of his trilogies and honestly was it even by Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> Let me look this up was and make sure. Missborn? Um no, I could not get into um
1: let's Oh, see. Uh, oh Wheel of yeah. Time?
0: I read uh it's his Reckoners series. Um oh, the first I, book I is called that. Steelheart. Hmm. Um and I read that and was like, okay, cool. What a great series. I wonder if this author has more. Um, yeah. And the kind of, so I've heard similar stories, honestly, about Tolkien, where people will, like, when they're kids, they'll read The Hobbit and be like, that was a cool book. I wonder if this guy wrote anything else. Huh. Um, there is, I, I just severely lack the ability to believe that someone can crank out that many stories and yeah. all of them are good.
1: Uh, what I've read is good. The Stormlight Archive is maybe, so far, is maybe my favorite fantasy series ever. This guy's so prolific. How prolific is he? He's so (laughs) prolific, other fantasy authors are dying, Robert Jordan, and he's like, I got it, and then he picked up the slack and wrote, I think, the last three books of Wheel of Time or something, based on, uh, Robert Jordan's notes. He's like, I'll, I'll figure it out, and he, and he wrote the last three books. That's how- This guy's unbelievable. This guy's inhuman.
0: That's insane. I kind of want, and the Tolkien estate would never, but I kind of want the Tolkien estate to like ship him whatever notes, J.R.R. Tolkien had in his study, and be like, write something, and just see what comes out. (laughs) Go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Anyway, yeah, so there's all there's all these rings. I don't think there are any wives. Um, honestly, with the way that Lord of the Rings goes, there's probably no women involved in the owning of these <laughs> rings. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I take that back. Um, so Sauron creates the one ring, the elves decide to hide their three rings, Gilgalad um uh keeps two he keeps two of them and later gives them away, and he sends the third one to Galadriel. Mm-hmm. And Galadriel has this elven ring throughout the entirety of the storyline. Um, up until the very end when she and everyone else get on that boat and go away. So she keeps one ring. Um, not the one ring, but a ring. Yeah. Um the elven king is named his name is I don't know if I've I don't even know what names I've said at this point. <laughs> his name is Gilgalad. Okay. Um and he I feel like uh, <laughs> anytime I
1: hear anytime i hear a character name that's outside the ones i know it feels like i'm having like a mini stroke or something or like well like my brain is just like can't translate this one
0: no they're dumb they're real dumb it's okay Uh, i feel like but (laughs) i feel like
1: gandalf great fucking name Gollum, great it's so uh just such a visceral name frodo is good bilbo samwise mary pippin so good but then you get into these other ones and it's like clearly he's spent yeah
0: kellebrim he there, used, like
1: a name generator whatever name generators were in the early 1900s he used that you
0: you throw a typewriter on the floor all the yeah. keys pop off and then you take <laughs> the handful of keys and you like a like a like someone like a witch doing like uh, or a fortune teller throwing like Bones the chicken into bones. the fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, it's a, you play a game of Scrabble. You go until you can't make any more words with your uh, your letters, and then you just write that verbatim down. That's the name. Or you open the throw open the sash like a Dickensian novel. You throw down uh, a tuppence and you say, "You there, boy, what's the name?" <laughs> and the boy goes, "Gromoloff." And they're like, "Perfect. Go just... find the fattest goose in the window." <laughs>
0: um. What's annoying though. Is that every single name has some kind of meaning or etymology behind it that makes that lines up with the mm. languages that he has created?
1: Okay, that's pretty cool, actually.
0: It's a no. It's frustrating. It's infuriating, actually.
1: Okay. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> just trying to uh, just trying to agree with you. Yes. Be you're positive. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Whatever you say. <laughs> are are there now? There's orcs and then there's urukai and urukai. Are there like super orcs? What are Urukai? Because Sauron makes those motherfuckers out of mud, I think. And then he puts a little pomper on their head and they come to life. Do, are there women versions? Because I, I hope that there's like uh, w- women in the Urukai because then we can have a nice. Somebody finds a ring, the Urukai gets down on one knee and says, looks like marriage is back on the menu. And she says, yes, of course.
0: Um. Yes, all of that is actually scripted for the next season of Rings of Power.
1: Perfect.
0: You predicted it. And who says there's no comedy and fantasy these days?
1: <laughs> I, I demand an Urukai spinoff series. Let's get like a, what's that Kevin James series? Uh, what was that sitcom he was in? King of Queens. Co- Let's that, get like yes, a, yes, yes, yes. a King of Queens style sitcom with an Urukai and his little family.
0: That'd be very cute.
1: That'd be very cute. He comes home from work. He hangs his mud up by the door and he's like, ugh, cracks open a beer.
0: Um... I, I have interrogated the existence of like female orcs and whatnot because the line orcs. looks like meats back on the menu boys yeah. implies that there is a gender binary in the orc society.
1: It also implies that Urukai and orcs know what menus are, which implies that they, every once in a while, when they can afford it, go out to eat.
0: Oh, I've asked myself that question many times. Yeah. What is the what is the um, like financial system or the currency in Orc society?
1: Can you imagine? Okay, Mary Clay, close your eyes. Okay. You you and I we've been working six months at an Applebee's. It kind of sucks. A lot of people don't tip. Um, people are always demanding this or that. This was undercooked. This was overcooked. Ah, oh, what a long day. It's it's eight forty five p.m. Kitchen closes at nine. In walks ten urukai. <laughs> And they ask for a menu and it's just like, and they're just smashing tables. They're killing people. And you're like, is this, what do I, and you can open your eyes now. Thank you for <laughs> oh, playing a You're just like, is this worth it? Is this, what is going on? They look, they hold the menus. They're holding them upside down, but you don't want to say anything. And they're like, I'll take the meat. And you're like, there's like 14 dishes that have meat. What are do you? Don't, you, but don't
0: you know that this Applebee's is actually entirely vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Looks like Skillet Brownies back on the menu, boys.
0: Uh um, you know what? I think future it's possible that future seasons of Rings of Power might actually have more uh more orc content for you. Might Ooh, not be in an Applebee's. Yes, yes,
1: yes. But yes, um yes.
0: I, I think because there's that character Adar. Who uh I barely remember what his involvement is, but he's like the father they all call Adar means father. Um okay. and he's like their leader or something. Um Adar
1: is father and Gandalf is mother, can I just say? <laughs> um A lot of the names I almost and this is you're fantastic, but I do wish in this moment, a lot of the names you're saying. I wish someone with an Australian accent was saying because.
0: Adar. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. and yeah. R. Adar, <laughs> Adar
1: and, Adar and Mardar. Mardar. Arna- We have, we have
0: uh, maliciously mocked, uh-huh. which is unfortunate because the trilogy was filmed in New Zealand. So, with a New Zealand oh, accent, right. Mardar yes, yes, yes. would be yeah. absolutely Mardar. insane
1: to say. <laughs> uh, I got to find some behind the scenes footage of Peter Jackson saying Mardar. Mardar. Marnar.
0: I'm sorry Peter Jackson um, in all of New Zealand. Um, so can, we, I can, think can we just, were talking just, about Keller Brembore. I don't know. <laughs> just
1: very briefly. We well, are talking about Ad- Adar I think. Uh, Isn't it so weird that Peter Jackson made arguably one of the best trilogies of all time. It's still it's one of those weird things where it's like not one, weird thing but in this day and age is one of those things where you watch and it, it still holds up like mm-hmm. the even the CGI or whatever else is it just looks really good. It's so funny to me that he went from that And it's just like, you could, you have the keys to any car in the lot. You can
0: do anything. You can do anything. Yeah. And he's
1: like, I want to, let me see, let me see, let me see. I want to make a, uh, take a Vietnam war footage and turn it color. uh, And then I want to, or whatever, I forget what war it was. Vietnam was probably filmed in color. But he took, like, he made a war documentary that was all in color uh, where he, like, uh, remastered it. And then he did, like, a Beatles, the three hour, six hour Beatles documentary. And I'm like, how cool is that? That he's like, I'm basically the next Steven Spielberg fooled you. I'm actually the next Ken Burns. Like what a pivot. And it's, and he's God bless. Like we need more of that cool shit. That he's I think doing,
0: a similar trajectory or not dissimilar from Daniel Radcliffe who
1: yes, all, th- all Broadway the, mostly
0: finished the Harry Potter films could have done anything under the sun, anything under the sun. Would, well, he, he, could Kimbo, yeah. he could have been iron man. Yeah. Like he, like he could have had anything and yeah. he has since chosen to do Clearly, things that he only is passionate or cares about. Yes. Like, never in a million years, if you had gone back to, like, 2007 me and said, Daniel Radcliffe will star in a biopic of Weird Al... Yeah. I would have been like, that's that nonsense. It's,
1: <laughs> it's so good. I think he, because he idolized and then worked with Gary Oldman, obviously. Yeah. I think Gary Oldman was like his mentor and was like, you should do more stage and do whatever, like now that you've done these these blockbusters. But it was cool to be like, when he finished, I saw him in a Martin McDonough play on Broadway and I was like, oh, he's got well, theatrical chops. Oh, that's
0: super ch- sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's got theatrical chops. He was famously in Equus. Uh, where he was no about nude that. And, yeah and people flipped out he's currently in merrily we roll along yeah have you um by time? any chance
0: watched the um they did like is it forbes know, there's some website that does like the lie detector okay tests and it was him and his two co-stars did the lie detector test and it's like the funniest video i've ever seen
1: i'll have to watch this him jonathan groff and i, I forget the and um
0: i think her name is Lindsay mendez Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. and then I just saw I just saw some news about about that production today. Um I, I think they're like releasing their album or something soon. Um very cool. yeah, like very cool career trajectory. And I'm just like, you know what, Daniel, good for you. <laughs> you <gotta do> it. <laughs> I'm glad you're living your dream. <laughs> um so the the dwarven rings are super interesting because like i i said earlier they kind of they have this adverse effect on the dwarves where because of their sauron gave them to the dwarves hoping to control them and mm. the He's very easily able to control the men, as we know um, from the prologue. I forget what the prologue says, but it's like, but men are weak and ah. spineless <laughs> <laughs> and we're easily manipulated to be evil mm-hmm. uh, beings. Um, but dwarves, um, it says, quote, the dwarves and D. prove tough and hard to tame. They ill endure the domination of others. Their thoughts cannot be turned to shadow. So their very being would be refute like refuses to be controlled by the rings yeah. but it does have this adverse effect on them where they become very greedy um because the ring this is one of the powers again of the rings that I don't get um the rings help them in their mining and it helps them to like increase their wealth like exponentially okay. and so that's why the dwarves become this like very like wealthy people um and then the, the rings still negatively affect them and that greed affects them. And then that's how we end up with the dwarves dug too greedily and too deep. Um, and then the Balrog emerges and eventually, you know, leads to their own downfall. Um, and then I, di- I went down a rabbit hole of my own thoughts. So just, just bear with me for, for a second because I find this so fascinating and cool. Um, and we don't talk about the dwarves enough I have since come to really love the dwarves I think their lore is so cool and the movies and everything else is just like the elves but what about the elves
1: (laughs) what about uh, I do I want to issue a very quick apology statement let me put on my reading glasses and unfold this piece of paper that I wrote out um, with the help of my I'm
0: scared what are you going to
1: say I Adolfi having guessed it on podcast about Lord of the Rings. I want to apologize to Gimli the dwarf. I previously said fantasy could use more comedy. I totally forgot how fucking funny that guy is in the movies when he says lines yeah, such as "toss me and and my <laughs> axe So I just want to apologize to Gimli. I hope you will accept my apology. Yeah. I'm learning and growing every day. That yeah. wasn't a knock against dwarves, but there is some comedy in Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes. Um and also a, a shout out to the dwarves in the Rings of Power show. Some of the comedy moments also came from them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very very appreciated, underrated, lovely moments. Could do with more of them though.
1: Yeah, I, um, less uh, less burps and farts. And less, more bu- like, yes. Like, oh my like, god,
0: thank you. More like
1: more like funny lines or like yeah. funny characters, like personality traits. I agree, I agree. But I feel like a lot of times people they'll bring in like a someone to punch up the script and they're like. Okay, yeah, it's pretty serious, pretty serious. What if the what if he takes a big uh, swig of mead and then he burps? burps yeah. And they're like they're Which everyone's... is a
0: literal uh which is a literal scene from the extended uh, edition yeah. of Two Towers.
1: They're all dying like, like crying on the floor. They're like unbelievable, this is insane. Yes, put it in, put it in. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get
0: um, it. Um so the dwarves, the um the intention with Sauron was to be able to control them. But the way that they are that mission fails but he kind of plays a long game with it and this is probably not even what he intended but that greed that the rings cause leads to the o- their own destruction um their like city center of Moria excuse me um of Moria and Dûm is Moria? destroyed by uh that would be yeah another very ar- fun ar- destroyed <laughs> um it's destroyed by the Balrogs and ravaged by war. From there, the dwarves are like sp- split up and they have this huge like diaspora and they are late. They become a like very wandering, separated people and they're very like, they're very divided. They're very weak. They have lost all of this wealth and influence that they once had. And so, in that regard, Sauron kind of like, he 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 like knocked them down several pegs, and they are like no longer much of importance to him. But then this comes around to bite him in the ass later on. Um, this is a like minor note in the appendices, by the way, and it's it, it's a very cool it's a very cool thing that I guess just didn't fit into the larger narrative of the story. But while the battle at the Black Gates is happening, um, over by Arabor, um, Durin's folk. Uh, a clan of dwarves are fighting the battle on their own front against Sauron's forces, and they uh, they prevent Sauron's forces from f- going further inland towards Rivendell and Lorien. And Gandalf literally says, "Like, were it not like, let us not forget the dwarves and their battle, their battle of Dale, and the yes. sacrifices they made. And were it not for their sacrifices, we might not have a queen." of Gondor, implying that Arwen might have died. Um, And so I think that's such a cool trajectory of events that, like, Sauron gave him these rings. The rings don't work, but the rings end up leading to their downfall anyway. But that downfall causes this kind of, like, lesser opinion, perhaps, that Sauron has of the dwarves. He underestimates them and then is later defeated.
1: Very cool. Yeah, very cool that there's cause and effect, and it's not just, of course, the wizard. uh, It's it's like there's human. There's even a wizard makes human mistakes. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, to underestimate the dwarf. Yeah, never underestimate. Uh,
0: And never uh, underestimate a dwarf.
1: Never, (laughs) Um, never spit into the wind. Never tug on Superman's cape. Never underestimate a dwarf.
0: So the the dwarven rings four it throughout all of this like history that they've had with all these like different battles and attacks and they've dragons and all that shit. Four of them end up being destroyed. Two of them are recovered by Sauron, and then the last one, which is the ring that Celebrimbor later gave to the dwarves separately, um, is for some reason it's called the Ring of Thror. That would be another fun word to have Peter Jackson say,
1: <laughs> "Thor." <laughs>
0: Thor, <laughs> um, which is extremely hard to say, f- like for anyone. I think it's it's T-H-R-O-R. like an Australian, R-O-R.
1: an Australian uh, baseball announcer, of like hear the thrower, thrower. of the crown, yeah. the thrower of the crown. Yes, yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's an um, old timey word.
0: So Thor is Thorin's grandfather. Um, Thorin, okay. the main dwarf from The Hobbit. Um, and I, I texted um TikTok expert Don uh, Don Marshall and asked him why is the ring called the ring of Thor when Thor is the second to last owner of it? And he said he doesn't know. So we just have to guess.
1: <laughs> um, Let the bodies hit the throat. Let, <laughs> <hit the thrower. laughs> Let the bodies hit the throat. Let the bodies hit the
0: throat. That's why. It just sounds dope, yeah, I guess. It
1: just sounds fucking metal, baby. Yes. Can I ask something? And I don't know if you'll know this, but it's worth it's a legit curiosity of mine. Do I think, based on the visualizations that I've seen in the TV show and movies, dwarves tend to have pretty chunky, pretty chunky digits, whereas elves have long, slender digits? Mm -hmm. Um, Gollum famously is all skid and bones, uh, even though I guess Smeagol probably had a little more meat on his hands. Do the rings. Uh, fluctuate in size based on their own like will it will yeah. it accommodate to fit anyone who tr- tr- tries to put it on or is there like a limit to how far the metal no penetrated? that's
0: definitely a theory because like in the prologue you see uh what's it, uh you see sauron in that like giant whatever suit that he's in oh he has like he, the gauntlet right? he ha- yeah and he has uh, the ring on his like giant hand on the outside of his armor by the way um and uh and then obviously later on, like Frodo puts it on. So yeah. there is this like theory and idea that the ring um adapts to whoever it thinks is gonna be the most like influential at that moment.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um so yeah, the ring's almost an organic has a mind of its own. Otherwise, I- that
0: does mean that perhaps the dwarves had to come into the elven smithery and get a ring f- yeah. a, si- a sizing
1: <laughs> a lot of Vaseline being yeah. used to exchange rings can you imagine you slip and fall you're a ring you're holding flies into the air you put out your hand it falls exactly onto your finger unbelievable pretty
0: magical pretty unreal magical.
1: Frodo Fro- in one got it in one Frodo mm-hmm. accidentally he didn't mean to but um insane right yeah. isn't that what happens it falls onto. Its Yo- yes
0: yeah you're correct. <laughs> A Michael, jo- well, Michael that's Jordan
1: the, of Slipping and Falling? Yeah, I mean,
0: th- you could make an argument that the ring is like a sentient thing.
1: It guided and that, its like, way down. it yes, wanted it to okay. be on
0: Frodo's finger. So it
1: got I there. like that. That's Thank you, because that makes me feel better about that moment than being like,
0: come on. <laughs> Magic. Come on,
1: what are the odds?
0: <laughs> um, In a movie of wizards and elves and (laughs) the thing that Adol has a problem with is the ring falling just
1: come on it would have clunked off maybe if he did it 10 different times have him fall make him clumsy have him fall 10 times though I actually um canonically the thing that pisses me off the most and I'll try and I know what you're gonna
0: say because I've heard you give this rant I think on like three separate podcasts
1: okay then no please go
0: please 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 share four times
1: a charm Very quickly, the thing that irks me the most in Lord of the Rings is when Gandalf falls to the Balrog. He's reborn, and Frodo is like, holy shit, Gandalf, what's up? Like, hey, we've been looking for you. Like, hey, Gandalf. And he goes, Gandalf? Huh. I do not know Gandalf. I am Gandalf the White. Insane behavior. Insane. That's like if you came up to me on the street, and you're like, Adol, good to see you. And I go, I look to my left and right, I go, Adol, Adol, (laughs) ha, ha. Young lady, I don't know an adult. I'm Adel Rafi. That and and then I just walked away from you. That's in fucking insane behavior.
0: Um, you know what? We all have our our our
1: grapes Pic- and our things. We all have our picadillos. Yeah. Here's yeah. You know what? You're right. I've ran it up this yours. four times now. And here's what I have to do. I have to look inside and I have to say, Adel, you can't blame a clown for acting like a clown. You have to ask yourself why <laughs> you keep going to the fucking circus. So I need to. Anytime I see that scene, I need to fast forward it because otherwise if i'm buying a ticket yeah. to the circus just to be mad at the clowns and i shouldn't do that anymore thank you for helping me grow and for teaching me about the rings
0: you're welcome i'm just here to do my job yeah yes um so yeah this last this last dwarven ring the ring of thror um his son thrain <sighs> oh
1: boy we got it here's what i let thror slide i'm not letting thrain slide that's just rain with a t- <laughs> Let's just rain with a T.
0: It's trained with an Th. H. Yes. <laughs> um, who is Thorin's father? Um, Thrain becomes he. He one day he's just like off somewhere because he's grown restless and is upset with like the state of like what the dwarves are in and like their lack of status and wealth, and so he just like goes off. And one day he disappears, and they later find out that he was taken and kidnapped by like Sauron's forces. And supposedly killed, and the ring is gone. Man. So by the time we get to so so I'll cut I'll I'll like kind of you know cap end it with this. Um, when we get to the events of Lord of the Rings, uh, the three Elven rings do still exist. One of them is in Galadriel's possession. One of them is in Elrond's possession, and then the third one was given. It was originally given to an elf named Círdan, who is a shipwright. And he Ooh, has Kirden. essentially
1: great name, Kierden.
0: Yeah, Kierden. <laughs> that one's okay.
1: We like. Glad that to know.
0: One. Um, he's essentially been the at like at the harbors of Middle Earth since like the beginning of like the elves' existence. Um, like that's been his job almost, is like ferrying people back and forth. Um, and when Gandalf comes to Middle Earth, he senses that Gandalf has this like greater purpose and mission, and he gives him. The ring. So at the end of Lord of the Rings, the three elven rings with Galadriel, Elrond, and Gandalf sail off into the west with them. The nine rings, uh, we know the the ring wraiths um, are destroyed in the aftermath. Um, The seven dwarven rings. So it says four four were destroyed in various dragon attacks. Three are recovered.
1: And that used to be... That Used to be so common, they used to say you're more likely to get in a dragon attack <laughs> than you are, you know, anything else, especially yeah, like five miles yeah. from home. Most dragon attacks happen within five miles from home. People, you know, back then, yeah, was people don't lie. know that. that was, yeah, that was just be lie. aware,
0: be aware, guys, the, 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 be, on, be on the vigilance. lookout, be aware of your surroundings.
1: Uh, you mentioned ring race, ring wraiths. Am I right in that those were the nine men who used to have the rings yes didn't they turn it and they became like so
0: corrupted that they became like dark servants of sauron
1: gotcha and true or false harry potter just copy pasted ringwraiths and then called them Dementors? dementors yeah yes okay
0: yes um you're correct um a lot of fantasy did that from tolkien to be fair um, like a lot of fantasy. There are so many. Um, I was I was reading something or some comment, someone was saying that like they watch Lord of the Rings now and they're like, wow, this has so many tropes, blah blah blah. And then they kind of had a realization of like, oh no, this is the origin of these tropes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. He he started it. Yeah.
0: So yeah, the dwarven rings like basically no longer exist. And then obviously we know what happened to the one ring which I was actually uh, just uh, talking about this with our mutual friend, Christina Kahn. Mm -hmm. um, And she, out of nowhere, (laughs) unprompted, just goes, you know, it really bothers me that in the end, Frodo didn't actually destroy the ring. Like, what a sheer stroke of luck and coincidence that it just happened to fall in with Gollum. She's like, that really upsets me that ultimately... Frodo was so choice. destroyed was by the yes, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. he was he so no destroyed, yeah, by the ring that he he couldn't do he couldn't do the thing that he set out to do.
1: Well, there's also the big uh, absolutely. There's also the big thing about why didn't uh, Gandalf just give the ring to the Eagles? But I forget what the reasoning was. Is it like the once they go into Talon, the reasoning talons, is mostly become... that the
0: Eagles wouldn't. <laughs> they would be like, no.
1: Well, famously. The last concert they did was the Hell Freezes Over concert, and they—I mean, they—some of them have died. I think Glenn Fry has died.
0: Yeah, that would have been their answer. though. was yeah. Yes. When Hell Freezes Over, we will take yeah. the <laughs> um, Yeah, my the the other argument is that like this is supposed to be a stealth mission, and flying in on giant eagles is um, not particularly stealthy.
1: Well, you get them, you get them so high, and then they drop it. You know. You get it like above radar. They fly above radar, drop the ring, like attach like a, you know, when you go to a gas station and try and use the bathroom and they're like, here you go. And it's like 20 pounds chained to a key. It's like a cinder block. With, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do that with the ring. You have them fly above Sauron's radar, which we all know ugh, loses its steam after, I don't know, let's say two miles. It has a and limit. Just drop yeah. it straight down. Yeah, exactly. It's a little dome.
0: It could have happened. Um, there are other theories. Um, the most famous is the transitive property theory, which is that Sam carries Frodo with the ring up the mountain and is not affected by the ring. So why couldn't they get a mouse attached, like give the mouse like a tiny little ring necklace oh. and then carry the mouse to Mordor?
1: Yeah, because the mouse is too simple, just like Sam, too simple to be turned by the ring. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, uh, that the, the theory is that like the ring would corrupt the mouse, but because I they see. are carrying the mouse, they wouldn't be affected by it. Like they're carrying the mouse who is carrying the ring, but they Honestly, are not carrying the ring.
1: I like this in theory, but also it's my fucking nightmare to have like a little creature <laughs> turn evil. And I'm like, where did, like, I don't know where it went. Okay. Or so what That's... would be your
0: choice of animal to give the ring to then take on a adventure to Mordor?
1: Interesting. Okay. Yes. I think a worm, I think if you tie okay. a worm in a knot through the ring, <laughs> and PETA, PETA, I know you're listening. It's fine. You can tie a worm and it'll still live. You can cut them in half and they still live. They thrive, actually. Um, so I'd say tie a worm and then attach that to like something, and so it's hanging off the worm the whole time, because worms are basically nature's chain links. Um, or also something that's like dumb, like a goldfish. Because a goldfish is going to be like, mm. ha, 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 yes. And then three seconds later, it'll be like, what was I? Oh, I yes. think the goldfish
0: is the way to go. Drop yeah. the ring in the fishbowl. Yes. Carry the fish bowl to Mordor.
1: Yes. Goldfish swallows it. Chuck. Get within 500 feet. Chuck that goldfish like a baseball into the volcano. Bob's your uncle.
0: Yeah. Well, there we go. We just solved Lord of the Rings. We saved Tolkien <laughs> a thousand pages, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and uh, the thrilling franchise that started the next Ken Burns career um, would never happen. So there we go. I think exactly. we just destroyed society, actually.
1: <laughs> we destroyed society. We feel really good about it. Hey, quick shout out to the real Lord of the Rings. Uh, I want to say Simone Biles, possibly Sonic the Hedgehog, the big ring king. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart King Mm -hmm. of the Ring who else I don't know I don't know anyone else who has rings Alexander Graham Bell Bell. the original ring Ring, the original ring 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 ahoy hoy
0: Um, on a similar note uh, Raffi who has that banana phone
1: (laughs) absolutely Barnum and Bailey who Created mm-hmm. three of the most famous rings,
0: multiple Lords of the Rings, arguably out Yes, there. Exactly.
1: So a ton yeah. of just. If you just wanted to give a quick shout out. We would be remiss if we did not give a shout out to some of our ring kings. Thank you,
0: Ira, Lords of the Rings. <laughs> um, Adel, what have we learned today?
1: We've learned that when you're trying to gift something, when you come to someone's door with a smile, a facade, and you try and give and gift someone um, something. That one, as the person on the other end of the door, never take a ring from a stranger, okay? They pull up in a white horse with no windows. Don't trust them. Be on alert. Never take a ring from a stranger. Two, if you're giving the rings, even though you're using subterfuge and disguise and glamours or whatever, to disguise yourself as the selfish gift giver, you still want something. So ultimately, everyone has ulterior motives. No one is altruistic. Um, the ring, there's something wrong with the ring. And in this case... Obviously, something very wrong with the rings. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, dwarves are unaffected by most things, uh, which means maybe they don't access their emotions. So we need more. We need more dwarves to go to therapy. Okay, A dwarf would rather mine for a thousand years and go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: Yeah. Dwarves. True that. Go to therapy.
1: Yes. Go to therapy. We've also learned. And this is maybe this is the last thing I'll say. And this is the most important thing I learned. And thank you for everything you've taught me for 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 being my uh, guide on this journey. For being my Strider, if you will, the number one thing I've learned is that orcs ruin restaurants. Looks mm. like raspberry vinaigrette salads back on the seasonal menu, boys. <laughs> that's if they if that's how they mm. read everything. Is one of them reads the menu and reads aloud to all of them. That sucks. They've ruined the industry. That's why your waiter takes twenty minutes longer because they have to serve these urukai. Um, it's just a bad. It's just bad news all around. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank um, you. Where can the good people find you on the internet? what are What are you up to? What would you like to share with the people?
1: Yes, I do too many podcasts. You can. That find is correct. Me... <laughs> oh no,
0: <laughs> they're uh, all they're all great. That sounded really negative. I just mean like I am astounded every time you release a podcast, and I'm like, how?
1: <laughs> uh, you can find uh, the podcast I do. Hey Riddle Riddle is a riddle lateral based thinking improv podcast I do with some friends. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern is a Fantasy podcast uh, that's completely improvised with wizards and... and that
0: one does have humor. Uh, that, that is fantasy humor. with humor, yes. almost exclusively humor. Yes, in I fact. <laughs>
1: But uh, to, um, to be uh, a kettle, uh, calling a, a pot, um, I, we have a lot of fart and burp humor, I'm sure, mm-hmm. throughout, the, throughout mm-hmm. the season. So uh, my apologies there, my uh, the second apology letter. Bummer, you bummer. can also find out the podcast, uh, Tell Me About It, the uh, game show, and also the Word Association, which is a newer one I'm doing um with with two of my best friends and we just kind of uh it's an excuse for us to hang out and if you want to listen god bless but if you don't we're, we're just I respect gonna... that no i've been yeah. uh,
0: i've listened i uh was recently doing something where i just had to have something on in the background for like several hours and i just put on several episodes of that and i love how friendly and like casual and everything it is it's very fun yeah
1: cool yeah not i feel like not every show we need shows with premises but if you have if you already have five or six podcasts Maybe get you a podcast that's just like you chatting with no expectations, versus yeah. any amount of high concept um, or anything like that. And not every podcast you're not not every podcast you're shooting to uh, get ten thousand patrons. So sometimes you can just do a podcast to to keep in contact with your friends.
0: Yeah, that's essentially what all my podcasts are are. Mm-hmm. None of them are shooting for anything. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining me, um, listeners. As always, you can follow the podcast on social media at Talking About Pod. Um, and until next time, and perhaps this could possibly be the last episode of the series <gasps> if everything passes with um, the strikes and the unions and everything and potentially cursing everything by saying that. Actually, there are a few more important things before we go. The first is that this will not be the last episode of Drunk Middle-Earth History. I just came up with this idea in the past couple days, and I'm trying to make it happen because I think it'll be really fun. Next week, I'm going to do a live show on Thursday, December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash up Topic? TBD. Guest TBD. But I think it'll be really fun. It'll be really silly. And then uh, if all goes according to plan, I'll take the audio from that show and post it the following week as the episode. And I think the stream itself will be posted on my Twitch channel. So if you happen to miss it, if you can't tune in live, that's okay. You'll be able to access it after the fact. And a little sneak peek into my brain of what I'm thinking we might do is either build a pony or... Tolkien's Father Christmas letters. Um, if you don't know, uh, when Tolkien's kids were young, he wrote them very extensive, elaborate letters as Father Christmas, and they were published into a book. It's a really wonderful cute book, an amazing, wonderful story. And I actually did a whole episode on that last year, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, But again, yeah, for all I know, it might just be me reading these silly little Father Christmas letters to you. But again, I think either way, it'll still be fun. So again, next Thursday, December 14th at 8pm. And the next important announcement is that Skywalk Before You Run will be launching in January 2024. Woo, thunderous applause, thunderous applause. It's been a long, it's been a long journey to a galaxy far, far away, folks, but we're finally getting there. Um, I don't have an official launch date just yet because I want to make sure that everything is all squared away with the planning and scheduling. So I'm not going to say a definitive date right now, but I am thinking it might be the earlier half of January. So if you want to stay up to date on all the latest news regarding that, make sure to follow along on social media at Skywalk Before You Run or Tolkien About Pod. But until hopefully next time, go water your plants. They are dying. Go help them.